How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Monday, May the 3rd. And yes, it is May the 3rd. If you tuned in yesterday, I accidentally said April. My bad. Uh, we got some news to talk about from the weekend, so let's jump into it. First of all, we have to talk about Activision. So you might recall that Activision has just been making a buttload of money from Call of Duty. I mean, every single title they put out has been just a huge money driver for them. They've got their yearly releases like Black Ops Cold War and Modern Warfare. They got the Battle Royale from Call of Duty Warzone. And then, of course, the mobile game. And it appears as though now every single subsidiary at Activision is fully focused on Call of Duty. And unfortunately, I say that because one of their subsidiaries, Toys for Bob, has now confirmed that they're working on Warzone. Now, you'll recognize Toys for Bob for games like the Spyro Reignited trilogy. They recently put out Crash 4 and the Crash reboots perhaps most well-known for Skylanders. And as part of that change, it looks like some leadership has kind of been let go, and the rest are just pivoting to contributions on Call of Duty. And, you know, it makes sense. Call of Duty is making, like, literally billions of dollars. Why wouldn't you put all of your focus onto that? But at the same time, I really hope it's not the end for Toys for Bob. They did some really great games. And is it ever good to put all of your eggs in one basket? I guess sometimes, but... Anyway, just thought I'd fill you in on what's going on over there. Unfortunately, we've got another negative story here. Uh, despite Cyberpunk 2077 being one of the worst handled launches in recent memory, the executive staff of the developer, CD Projekt Red, are expected to receive millions of dollars in bonuses, which on the surface is understandable. The game did sell lots, even if it was not received well. However, the rest of the staff at the company are going to be getting bonuses much lower than they expected. So individual staff members are only going to be receiving somewhere between five dollars and $20,000 as a bonus, while five executives, five board members, are taking home a combined $28 million. Now listen, wage disparity, that's a huge issue in so many different corporations, and the gaming industry is no exception. But this one seems particularly annoying or bad, because the Cyberpunk launch was a management issue, not a worker issue. According to the reports, staff frequently asked for leadership to delay the game so that they can fix it, and ultimately there were a number of project management and workflow issues that didn't allow them to be ready by launch. So anyway, in the latest investor call, they did defend their profits, but uh, from Bloomberg here, quote, they appear to be re-examining its practices in an attempt to keep staff from departing, end quote. So maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel there, but I don't know, you hear about something like this from Activision and it sucks, but the, the games are good. And when Cyberpunk came out, it was just a disaster, so why are they being rewarded for it? Paradox Interactive recently put out a blog post explaining how they've reorganized their internal development studios to handle the various games that they have. So earlier this year, they were one entity called Paradox Development Studios, PDS, and then they have now split into three different sub-studios. So there's PDS Green, who is primarily responsible for Stellaris, PDS Red, which is developing Crusader Kings 3, and PDS Gold, who is doing Hearts of Iron 4. Now, notably, despite releasing just a couple of years ago, they don't have a team dedicated to Imperator Rome. And they basically said that Imperator Rome is in an okay state right now, they really needed to focus on the other games, but they do plan on bringing a, a team onto that game at some point. So it's not done forever, it's just not their current focus. Now, they have a convention coming up, so you're not going to see any Imperator Rome there. However, each of those teams are also investing in, like, making new games, so we're probably going to hear about some of that. 
And of course, this is all in line with their strategy of creating these very solid games that last for a very long time. Okay, and we'll just do some rapid fire news here. First of all, Fall Guys on the Xbox and Nintendo Switch have been delayed. So they were originally planned for the summer. Now we don't know when it's coming. And that's because they want to integrate crossplay when it launches. They need to dedicate some time to that. Uh, Konami has pulled out of E3. They say that they'll provide their own updates separate to the event. And finally, FIFA 21 is going to be joining EA Play and subsequently the Xbox Game Pass uh, sometime this month. So EA's biggest earner is going on a subscription service. That's pretty interesting. And uh, hey, that's all of the news from this weekend. All the big stuff anyway. Thanks so much for joining me here today, folks. I'm going to be back tomorrow with even more news as always. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Oh, it's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. God, I hate capitalism, eh? Man, oh man. I mean, I don't know how you can walk the halls of your development studio and say, yes, I deserve $20 million and you deserve $5,000 after what happened with Cyberpunk. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I understand it happens at every level of everything in so many different industries, but just like at a very human level, I would never be able to be an executive of a company like that because I could never look other people in the eye and be like, yes, I deserve this. The, the only way I could justify it if I was like donating it all to charity or something like, I don't know. How do you do that? It's wild. Anyway, OK, let, forget the negative thing. I want to talk about the positive thing. You want to know the positive thing? I've been talking about playing games with me, my best friend for ages, and we just added another iteration to our gaming lineup, I guess you want to call it. Uh, tabletop simulator. Oh my god. Here's the thing. I never really get to play board games. Uh, they take up too much space. They cost too much. And organizing a bunch of people together over the last year has not been possible. And Shelby and I do play some board games, but like we don't have, like I said, we don't have very many. And also we tend to like cooperative games instead of competitive games. But I always have this itch for, for board game competition because... I played a lot of board games with my mom, who was incredibly competitive. I mean, if we were like play fighting, she would legit threaten to break my wrist until I gave up. There was no reprieve. And so, you know, she she instilled in me this this very, you know, take no quarter approach to playing board games or any competitive game, really. And it's great if you're playing against other people who are like that as well. And it's not great if you're playing against people who... Are, you know, are just there to have a good time, which is usually Shelby. She's just there to, to have some fun. And I'm like, no, I must win. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a sore loser or a sore winner. You know, I don't play to win so that I can boast about it. I just play to win because that's how I think the designers want me to play. So anyway, I recently downloaded Tabletop Simulator, which meant that not only was I able to play board games with my friend, which I haven't been able to do in ages. He's also quite competitive. But like all of the inconveniences of a board game are gone. Tabletop Simulator has a has a workshop. You can just mod in these board games. And there is some official DLC as well. So you could like buy stuff. I haven't done that yet, but I probably will. But for the most part, it's not expensive. It doesn't take up any actual space in real life. And I mean, there is the added benefit of like, if I ever do have space in the house, then I can try these games out. And if I know what I like and want to keep playing, I can buy them in real life. I don't have to take a you know, $80 gamble on whether or not I'm going to like a game, which I guess is kind of like video games as well. But anyway, 
Tabletop Simulator, super, super fun. I, 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 we played, um, what did we play? We played a board game called Disney Villainous. Very simple concept. You're just, you know, one of the Disney villains and you try to get your objectives done while your opponent is getting their objective done and then you can interfere with each other. Quite basic, but very thematic, uh, very entertaining. And I couldn't stop thinking about it last night. I actually had trouble sleeping because I haven't had the thrill of a board game in so long. So anyway, I'm looking forward to playing more of that soon. Uh, Hey, that's all for me. Let me know of your tabletop simulator experiences. Recommend me some good two-player board games, if you have any. Uh, I'm out of here. Sending love to you all.